Welcome to episode 23 of the Lonely Fan Podcast. I am Josh Anderson. In this episode, we will look at round 11 of 17 of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross series. I was supposed to get an NHRA round 1 of their series, but I have not finished that series yet. Hopefully, I get that done tonight, but... I'm recording this right now. This happened on Tuesday, so let's get this review in. Cooper Webb won again. Uh, he is starting to dominate the series. He is looking like he is going to win his second Monster Energy Supercross Championship. I really don't see Ken Roxon coming back and winning this championship unless Ken Roxon does something that he hasn't done in his career in Supercross, and that's finished strong. I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, in this race, Webb took the lead early and basically led all 24 laps, got the whole shot. Uh, Eli was behind him the entire race. Uh, if this was uh, Tomac in 2017, 2018, and, 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 and 2020, maybe I could maybe believe that uh, he was, uh, maybe he was going to uh, catch up and maybe make the pass. But, but this isn't any of those type of seasons. Uh, this season, Tomac has not been aggressive enough and... I think some of it has been the tracks because, uh, well, in terms of Eli being able to make a pass, you know, on the top guys, but some of it has been Eli not been able, just he hasn't gotten the flow the entire year. So you've seen it when he's behind Barsha where he has been not been able to pass Justin Barsha and it's been extremely frustrating as a previous Eli Tomek fan. So none. I was pretty much not confident at any point when they were when we were watching the coverage that Tomac was going to pass Cooper Webb at at any point in the race. Other than that, Cooper looked strong. He had the pace. Uh, people were going to argue that Tomac was faster than Webb, but I mean Webb was pretty much holding out Tomac's pace the entire the entire race the only the only area that Tomac had maybe an advantage on Webb and that was the whoops other than that Webb pretty much was holding pace with Tomac and throughout their careers the whoops section has always been a weakness for Webb so and Tomac when looking at the whoops section so far and and the entirety of every uh, when you're looking at the entire competition, Tomac actually is the best rider in the whoops. And so, I mean, that's just, you're, you're going to see that. But uh, the one thing I'm going to say, talking about the tracks here, this season has been a complete utter disaster on the tracks. I, I've been, I, I understand that we're in a pandemic and we're doing three races in one city, but if, if we're going to keep doing this, we realistically need to get better on the tracks because I, I, I just, I understand earlier in my podcast, I was realistically complaining about the lower lap times in Houston, but we are now in round 11 and we're, these tracks are not challenging for the riders. They're, they're realistically going the same lap times in, in the free practices and I, I just, 
I don't know where what we're doing here. So, uh, you know, you've heard other previous podcasters say, like Mathis and JT, saying maybe we need to get new track designs, new developers. And, uh, you know, they kind of went away from that in their perspectives. But I think it's about time that re- we revisit that discussion because – there is no creativity in these designs. Uh, there hasn't been much challenges for these guys. And I, I understand the qualifying times where these guys are extremely close. But other than that, I'm not seeing anything that's challenging these guys at all. And if we want these guys to put on a good show, we need to challenge every one of these guys and that comes to where I understand the 450 is going to be faster and everything, but at some point we need bigger obstacles, more challenging sections, and we, we need that especially for the 2022 season. Something needs to give here, and more challenging tracks is the way to go. So Cooper Webb wins. The points lead is now 12 points over Ken Roxon. Uh, Tomac... Obviously, when he was right behind Webb, does make the mistake, and Webb does pull away towards the end of the race. Uh, er, very early on, you're kind of looking at maybe Tomac could maybe catch back up, but uh, he he just kind of he he was unable to catch back up. The very disappointing part of the race was Roxon, because he was able to start in third place right behind Tomac and he did he had nothing for Tomac or Webb that race he was well off the pace I mean he was good enough to finish third well enough at least enough pace enough to be fourth place but this was kind of what I was fearing from the early part of the season where the Tuesday races where he wasn't going to look that good and this was one of those races where was the fitness the problem and I maybe was one of the races where the fitness was the problem so uh, he has to come back on on this coming Saturday and realistically he needs to win and hope that Webb has a bad race because uh, he's given up way too many points to Cooper Webb and he has to win out. There's He cannot afford Webb to beat him anymore. And if it does happen, the championship is over. So uh, it's just, I, I've said it in my last few podcasts about Ken Roxon. It's just, he, it doesn't matter before all the injuries that happened after 2017. He has the problem where he fades at the end of the season and until he figures out why he fades, he, this is going to happen. And Cooper Webb gets better in the middle of the season and strong late. This is the one enemy that Ken Roxon is going to be almost impossible to beat. Uh, Eli Tomac has, you know, could be, you could argue, is similar in that fashion, gets better late. The one thing about Eli Tomac is he puts himself in such big of a hole in the middle of the season, Ken Roxon's not going to have to worry about that. Cooper Webb is not going to do that like an Eli Tomac is. So uh, Ken Roxon is going to uh, always lose to a Cooper Webb type. Uh, Justin Barsha finished fourth. He 
got a bad start. He was uh, 12th off the start, but was able to battle up to fourth. That was good for him. Uh, he was able to. He's he's going to finish fourth in the series, which uh, this fourth in the series is going to look much better, which is a, a, a very interesting. It's kind of funny on all your perceptions on seasons because the way he's finishing this year is going to vast vastly look better than what he did in uh, 2020 with the Yamaha because obviously Salt Lake City was a complete utter disaster on the Yamaha. But on the gas gas, uh, he won obviously the first race and he's been much more consistent this season. He just hasn't won enough races like the Yamaha, but he's been more consistent. He's had only about one bad race. And outside of the uh, Vince Freeze takeout, uh, he actually would be closer in the points to Eli Tomek for third. So he's had an extremely good season. And let's see what he can do for outdoors on that gas gas. Uh, Chase Sexton. Uh, good start for him on fourth. He just wasn't able to keep that pace up. Uh, it's just one of those things that's going to happen to him uh, being a rookie and coming off the injury, but finishing fifth is good for him. Uh, his career is bright. It's We'll see what happens uh, points-wise where he can finish. Uh, currently right now, he just crossed into the 20th place in points, so we'll see how far he can get up into the points race. Uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, sixth place with, was Aaron Plessinger. Uh, he actually could have had another top five finish, but uh, Barsha was able to, uh, and Chase Sexton were able to wrestle that away from him. Plessinger is still riding extremely well into the uh, season. He uh, won another heat race. That's always uh, great to see when, uh, you know, it, it was... Uh, um, was Daytona fluke? Uh, no, he, he he was not. So good for him. Uh, Jason Anderson, he it was an interesting race for him. He didn't qualify well. Uh, he went down in the heat race. And then he actually was penalized in the main event because right before the whoop section, uh, a couple of riders went down and he went over a bail. And then he actually cut across the, or he, he, he basically missed the whoop section. It was caught on TV. So they penalized him a few positions. So he finished seventh. Uh, you know, um, it was one of, I'll get to the Cameron McAdoo comparison here in a, in a little bit. But, uh, you know, Jason should have probably not have been uh, probably frustrated in that point. Uh, should have came back and didn't do the whoop section there. Uh, should he have been penalized for skipping it? Yes, in, in that case. In this one, uh, I'll talk about the McAdoo one here in a minute, but in this case, in this one, I do agree with the penalty. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, eighth. Uh, the previous race, he went down, crashed, got hurt with, uh, with the interaction with Jason Anderson, but uh, this race was able to battle back up to eighth looked all right and that's all you're looking for is for dylan to finish the season healthy get the outdoors get the experience and get to next season where you're able to battle for wins again for dylan 
he needs to work on the starts. It's it's starting. It's always been a broken record for him in the 250s and for 450s. So until he can figure out the starts, it's basically where he is going to be at. Uh, Martin Marty Davalos finished ninth. That's good for him. He started fifth and then dropped down the ninth. But for top tens for Marty at this point in the season is good for him. And as long as he stops stops crashing, that's realistically all you're looking for. 11th was Joey Savacci. Didn't really see much on the telecast, but uh, you know, 11th is okay. Justin Bogle's 12th. I, I didn't really see much to have him. Uh, Malcolm Stewart, 13th. That's got to be disappointing for him, especially after he qualified 5th and started 10th. Uh, he is starting to kind of drop backwards now. In, he uh, Plessinger had the... Um, now, Malcolm was a little bit more consistent at the beginning of the year, and he's kind of dropped off. Plessinger is starting to at least have more momentum towards the end of the year. So we'll have to see how that affects Malcolm going into 2022, what type of a deal he can get. Vince Freezy, 14th, went down in the main event. So, uh, you know, the Smart Top, Bullfrog Spas, uh, Honda Team, has not had a good year this year. So they, uh, Benny Bloss, um, uh, Shane McElrath, any of those guys have not really had a good year this year. So I, you have to think that maybe 2022, they're going to reevaluate things and maybe go a different direction on multiple guys on the team. Uh, Kyle Chisholm, season best result, 15th. Great to see for him. Max Anstey, ever since he's come back from his injuries, has been a main event mainstay. And that's good for him since he had never made a Supercross main on the 450, but now he's pretty much making every main he comes to. Brock Tickle, after not making uh, last week's main event, makes this one, finish 17th. Uh, he has, I, I think this has been an extremely disappointing year for Brock Tickle. I understand he missed multiple seasons of not racing a uh, supercross but you expect more Cade Clayson makes another main uh he had an interesting LCQ where he kind of there was no contact but he forced Brandon Hartraft outside of the uh track but Brandon did not slow down which you're supposed to and then he kept uh the throttle going the AMA penalized in two spots, which let Cade Clayson into the main event, which was the right call. So Cade makes another main. Uh, great for him. He finished uh, his season best 18th. Uh, you know, he should probably make the mains the rest of the year. Tyler Bowers finished 19th. He has not had a good year. Obviously, he his program changed because his support cut down. And you can definitely tell he has not been the same rider. Justin Starling made a main event. Uh, he finished 20th. Kevin Morans makes his second main in the row, finishes 21st. Great to see them. Makes a little bit more money. And then Joan Cross finishes 22nd. It's his first main of his career. He actually made it out of the uh, heat race. He finishes 9th. Uh, the reason why he made it out of the heat race is because Dean Wilson's bike uh, back tire locked up. And then he uh, was um, 
basically since he was ninth, uh, uh, he made it in. So that's his. So points, looking at the points, Cooper Webb has a 12-point lead over Ken Roxon. Tomac is third. Barsha's fourth. Plessinger is fifth. Malcolm Stewart is sixth. Jason Anderson is seventh. Dylan Verandas is eighth. Marvin Muscan is ninth. Zach Osborne is tenth. Now, after this week, Joey Savacci, a decent finish, will move him all the way up to 10th place. And even a little bit further up, he can go up to 9th place in points if Marvin does not race. And then uh, Dean Wilson can move up to at least 10th place in points with a decent result. So we'll just have to see because guys are injured now. And a little bit more privateer action can get into the main events now because uh, finally, because of some injuries, it's taken to the 12th main event to get to that point. All right, the 250s. Hunter Lawrence wins the main event. Uh, At this point, I was not expecting Hunter Lawrence to win. I understand he got a second place finish the week before, but this extremely surprised me. I know, actually, I thought McAdoo was going to win this because with uh, Justin Cooper going down, McAdoo was looking good, but McAdoo made too many mistakes. Uh, And then Hunter Lawrence was able to pass. Uh, Swole and Peters, but then Hunter Lawrence uh, got the lead and took off. Uh, it was, uh, if I read it correctly, it was only his sixth start of his Supercross career, and he actually, after the penalties, he actually has the points lead by one point over Cameron McAdoo, which is an extremely great surprise. It, it uh. You would think maybe McAdoo was going to start running away with the series over consistency, but because of the penalties, Hunter Lawrence will be the points leader coming into Saturday. Saturday. Do I think he's going to win the championship? Uh, No. Uh, Hunter Lawrence has too many variables going towards him. I I have to look at more of bases upon last season uh, just because of uh, he didn't. He had struggled last season, and he has he has shown speed this season. But I just need to see a little bit more. I do. I just need to see a little bit more of him competing up against more of when Justin Cooper gets better starts and when Cameron McAdoo gets a better start. Because last night, if Cameron or sorry Tuesday night, if Cameron McAdoo doesn't make mistakes, I think McAdoo makes. Or wins that main event. Jalik Swole gets second place. Good for him. Uh, you know he. Some guys on some shows had some criticism for him because he kind of was in sixth, seventh place. has hasn't shown much flash. But in this race, he got the start. Was able to hold down that position. And he got second place. So that's what you're looking for for him. As long as he gets the starts and able to hold the position, that's that's what you're looking for for him. So good for him. He was the lone Husqvarna guy to make the main event, or at least not stay healthy. Styles Robinson did make the main event, but uh, he was injured. Uh, we'll have to see how long he'll miss before this injury that popped up. Uh, Kyle Peters was uh uh he got the start too he started third uh he 
uh, you know, they actually mentioned, I was actually surprised Daniel Blair did mention that he was the kicker arena cost champion, but, uh, he got third. Good for him. Peters is going to Peters. Usually he's going to finish between five and 12, but in this race, he finished third. It was great to see the Phoenix Honda team. I didn't realize when I was listening to the Pulp MX show when he was on it that uh, a bunch of JGR guys went over there, so it's good to see them get some jobs. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks gets fourth. Uh, it's Again, for him, it's going to be starts. He's 11th off the start again, and you would think, even though it's a more of a privateer-style club, club MX Yamaha, it's still the starts that are hurting him, and he's still be Justin Cooper again for the weekend, but the start, he needs to get better on the starts, and until he does that, it's it's going to kill him, and it's going to kill him in the points. So we'll have to see. Uh, Justin Cooper got extremely lucky by the uh, um, Cameron McAdoo penalty. Uh, he just went down. He didn't get a good start again, went down, crashed in the main. This is becoming a trend. If he does not get a good start, he either crashes or makes mistakes in the main. So it, it's either it's got to be mental. And if he does not correct this, uh, and if McAdoo or Hunter Lawrence don't make mistakes, he's not going to win the Supercross Championship. So he needs, he needs to correct those. I'm not the biggest Justin Justin Cooper fan, but unless he fixes those mistakes, that he he ain't gonna win this championship. Uh, Mitchell Harrison got the start. He he led about five laps into the race, but he dropped down to sixth. Uh, for Mitchell Harrison, good for him on leading the leading the laps. Obviously, he was on the uh, pro circuit team for the outdoors last season. He uh, they did not pick him up, but. Uh, he was showing some speed out there, uh, finished sixth. Uh, Jordan Smith, it's been a rough season for him on a lot of DNFs so far this season, uh, finished seventh. Uh, Chris Blos finished eighth. Uh, not much to say about him, just consistency. Uh, Nate Thrasher finished ninth. That's This is actually going to be uh, his uh, best finish of the season. This is probably his best race of the season. Actually showed a little flash in qualifying. Uh, it's been an extremely rough Supercross season for him so far. Uh, he just, I don't know what is going on with him. He, I, I, I don't know if it's the learning curve of a rookie or what's going on. Him and Fry, uh, Fry on a factory bike didn't even qualify for the main event. So, uh, it's I don't know what in the world's going on there, but when Cody Shock is actually doing outperforming you in most of the races for both of them, uh, and Cody Shock is extremely talented, has talent, but he is not on a factory bike, and he's beating Nate Thrasher and Jared Fry most of the races. It's just what exactly is going on there. Uh, Seth Hadmaker, uh, he finished 11th uh, after winning his first race of his career. Did not have a good race. He crashed, went down. Uh, was 7th off the start, but then he, uh, went, like I said, went down and crashed. Finished 11th. Cody Shock had to go through the LCQ, uh, but he was able to get in. Finished 12th. Same for Ty Masterpool. Finished 13th. Uh, Robbie Wageman finished 13th. 
Uh, Jace Owen finished 15th. Uh, Enzo Lopes, after injury, comes back. Uh, first race, uh, finishes 16th. Uh, Dominic Fury uh, finished 17th. He won the LCQ. Uh, Cedric Subaras finished 18th. Uh, Carson Mumford I uh, finished 19th. Uh, I've been extremely disappointed so far this year in Carson Mumford. I actually thought he would be a little bit closer to Shimoda, even though I understand Shimoda is on a uh, pro circuit bike. But I thought uh, Carson would be a little bit closer in results to Shimoda, at least getting top 10s. But uh, he's got to get going here. Uh, I, I, he's got a supercross track at home and at least an outdoor track, so he's, he's got to get going. Uh, Alves got 20th. Uh, Jordan Bailey got 21st, and uh, Styles Robinson didn't even race. He uh, was injured at, at the line. So, uh, when looking, oh, so McAdoo, he got 10th. Uh, so, he was coming up, he's coming up through the pack. He was in fourth, and he crashed in the whoops. So, when he got up, he kind of diagonal cut, uh, and when he did that, he wound up right behind. Justin Cooper so what in my opinion what the AMA wanted was him to get up ride along the whoops and then kind of round out the corner and I'm at the point of which I really think they kind of cost him way too much of a penalty and in no way do I feel that they should have cost him that many points i think the ama went a little too extreme on the penalty and if you if you want to call because the penalty was already crashed if you want to look at a couple years ago what they did to joey savacci when he completely cut a lane i understand cutting him positions but he cut uh, I mean, if you want to cut him up position, I, I get it. But like three positions for McAdoo when he went diagonal. I mean, because if you want him to round out something, because he's not going to get back in the whoop section right there because A, that's not safe. B, he has no momentum, no momentum to get back on the whoop section. So I, I don't even understand what he's going to do there. So... He, he got back on the track. He went maybe went a little diagonal. I think the AMA was way too excessive in that in that realm. So either way, McAdoo needs to come out strong on Saturday, win the main event, get back in the points lead, take the two weeks off, and get to Atlanta. Kind of hope that happens, and then, but you never know. But when you look into going into the final Dallas round on Saturday, the top three in points are separated by two. So it's going to be, it's an extremely close. It's a lot closer than the 250 East, which is extremely exciting. And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that Justin Cooper was just going to run away with his championship, but it, that's not what the case is going to be. So either way, that was the round 11 of 17 of the Supercross season. Uh, the next podcast I'm going to do is reviewing the Gainesville Nationals of the NHRA as soon as soon as I am done watching that. And then it is uh, Saturday will be the um, obviously watching the uh, final Dallas round of the uh, Supercross. 
then we'll take a two-week break from Supercross. Uh, I will do a NFL free agent discussion, Supercross. Obviously, the TV deals were just announced today, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we have the Deshaun Watson sexual assault stuff, so we'll probably do a podcast on that on maybe uh, Sunday and everything, but we get a little refresh on the uh, NFL free agent news and talk about that. So either way, short podcast today on Supercross Review. Uh, thank you for your time and thanks for listening.